You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. How's it going, Chiefs Kingdom? And welcome to episode 57 of the Great British Chiefs Show with your boys from the kingdom representing the kingdom. Myself, Brad Simcox, and our headlines editor, Tom Childs. This week, we're obviously going to talk about the emphatic win over Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. We'll take a brief look at the Arrowhead Pride power rankings before looking ahead to Raider Week. But first... Will it be now? It is the fixture that he has made his own, and Tottenham's king of the North London derby strikes again. Saka getting it onto his left foot and the handling from Lloris. By Gabriel Jesus, Martinelli still the two-one when they make it. So there's been a rival clash happening this week in our head, Pride HQ. Uh, the big boss man versus the top man. Arsenal versus Tottenham Hotspur. Tom versus Pete. US versus UK. There had to be one winner, didn't it, Tom? Did you mention something about an emphatic victory? Yeah. I was hoping you were going to start your intro with emphatic victory with Arsenal toppling, destroying Tottenham Hotspur. But no, you went the route for Chiefs Tampa Bay. Obviously, that's the reason why we're here to talk about Chiefs Bucks. But you guys have all listened to this show for far too long now. You know exactly what I'm about. If I can find any link between the Chiefs and Arsenal or any way to shoehorn Arsenal into this podcast, I absolutely will do it. And I will continue to do it for the rest of the time. So if you don't like it, go listen to Show and BK or Outer Structure or any of the other guys. Go listen to them. They don't want to talk about soccer, but I will talk about it. And I will especially talk about it when my boys beat the scum. Because that's what they are. <laughs> the that's what, what they are. Let's scum. be honest. Yeah, yeah, they, 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 they beat Spurs 3-1 emphatically at home. I know that Pete 
got up early Saturday morning <gasps> to go to a bar in KC. He said he was getting up at 5.30 a.m. to go to a bar for 6.30 a.m. for kickoff time to watch it. So just knowing that his Saturday, whole Saturday was planned around getting up really early to go to his bar and watch them lose with a bunch of other Tottenham fans just makes me that little bit happier because he did let me down. I'm not going to lie. When he first told me that he was going to support a Premier League team, I weighed up some options for him. I just said to him, just don't choose Spurs. So what does he go and do? He chooses Spurs. And by choosing Spurs, he automatically become my mortal enemy in within Arrowhead Pride. He broke your heart, didn't he? He Tom? did. He did. Yeah. <laughs> he he done he done to me what Sol Campbell done to them years ago. That's what he done. That's what he done. And I just I just have to enjoy every second I can because Arsenal beat Spurs, Arsenal at the top of the league, the Chiefs are winning football games. Overall, in terms of sport. It was just one hell of a weekend. It was, in fact, it was incredible. <laughs> actually, I'll be interested it? to know by the time, because we actually haven't released power rankings yet, and I know we'll get onto power rankings but in the second half of the show. But I've, I've submitted it already, and I'll be really interested to know if Pete leaves in the, my opening bit, which, in fact, does talk about the North London derby as well. No, he's <laughs> so, scribbling that out right now. Yeah. That's what he's doing. He's just, he's just, <laughs> no, no power rankings this week, Tom. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> redacted version <laughs> but you boys your boys are doing okay they want to get at the weekend yeah doing all right doing all right um steady away i mean we're not we're not heading into europe just yet but <laughs> we're getting there we've got a new signing coming in january as well so it's all good yeah. all good for newcastle at the minute so all good indeed um, i'm interested to actually know if any of our listeners actually follow the premier league and if you do yeah tell us in the form of a review so give us your quick premier league review in terms in via the arrowhead pride podcast channel because you know i'm sure that i'm sure that will please the sb nation bosses loads like serda will be like reading through them like why are all these randoms start talking about crystal palace like, what's, what's that got to do Leeds with United. What the hell? <laughs> yeah. um, Alvin, like erlin who like who's that um, just uh, just let us know if you want to tweet us tweet us if you want to message us by Facebook, if you find me on Facebook, that's a bit weird. But if you want to, if you want to tweet us or whatever, leave us a review. Let's, I'm interested to know how many of our listeners are actually interested in in football or soccer, as you guys call it. Yeah, just uh, just while we're on the topic of the UK and everything, we had the first international series game as well, didn't we? We did. We did. Yes. Which um, it, it feels like now we're heading towards the winter months now. <laughs> we're, yeah. going, we're going through the autumn. We're going into the winter months. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, we've got a game that we're looking forward to going to as well, aren't we, Tom? Well, say looking forward to. We're just going to point and laugh, I think, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. We're actually going to the um, Jags versus Broncos game at Wembley Stadium on the 30th of this month. Brad's coming down south to me. Yeah. Um, there's a party of eight going to the game, four of us are Chiefs fans, so that'd be quite fun. Um, so, Jags yeah, fans I'm, for the, for the day. Yeah, Jags fans. I might adopt a Jags jersey for that one day and um, just uh, do anything I can to boo and put off Russell Wilson. Yeah, it's it's not hard at the minute, is it? Um, I mean, we'll obviously get into uh, their previous game um, in in a bit, but um, let's get on to the Chiefs versus the Bucks. Mm -hmm. Because I want to start the show just by saying that this was my downfall straight away from because I'm normally a 
Chiefs homer. You know me. I'm I'm complete Chiefs homer. Chiefs win every game in my eyes, and you know that was it. I was that. That's me. That, that my passion fills over, spills over the clouds. Uh, your vision, shall we it say? It does. It does a lot, doesn't it? And I thought I came to a bit of a, a almost like a realization in the last show that I thought, Do you know what, it might be a little bridge too far for the Chiefs mm. to beat the Bucks because the Bucks had the number one defense. They have Tom Brady, as everybody knows about, and it was in Tampa Bay. And I just thought it's. It, it's going to be one of those games. Especially and the Chiefs, we to be fair, the Chiefs were coming off like one of the terrible, worst, worst losses in recent history. Yeah, it was. It was It was horrible. And I think I was on a bit of a downer. And I actually predicted that the Bucks were going to beat the Chiefs in a, in a tight game. Mm-hmm. Um, did I? But you, you actually said on the show they were going to win though, didn't you, Chiefs? Yeah, I, I thought they'd win if it was actual in a neutral site. But as soon as it got announced that he was going to stay oh, in Tampa, yeah, did, yeah. my official prediction for arrowheadpride.com was a, was a Bucks win. So I we were both wrong again. Right. <laughs> this is why people as, come as, as a number of people were quick to point out in our headlines in the comments on Monday. That's <laughs> straight away to me. Yeah. That, that's Lovely. fine. Uh, to be honest, I'm I'm happy to be wrong. Like it's it's a win-win situation for everyone, isn't it? Like Man, I if, was... if I predict the Chiefs to win and they win, great. If I predict them to lose and they win, great. Like I, I'd much rather my team win. And me be wrong. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> and then, oh, by far, yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's definitely like, unless I had like stupid amounts of money on it, like I don't know how much money I'd need to have on the other team for me to <laughs> want the Chiefs to lose a game. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm not going to sit and say oh, I would never do that. I absolutely would do that. <laughs> yeah, if it were terrible, like the Jets, like the Jets were, or something, they're losing every game. You'd be, yeah, you'd, yeah, put, yeah. you'd be putting five hundred quid on the other team to beat you every week, wouldn't you? Exactly. Yeah, make yeah, money. Exactly. Last. If, you, if you're going to be miserable, you might as well be rich. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Welcome to the Philosophy Channel. <laughs> uh, right. Yeah. Um, Chiefs versus Bucks. Um, this was a complete and utter demolition. It and, and it's it's crazy, crazy to say that I'm in a 41-31 game, but this was an, a, a complete demolition. And I saw something in Mahomes in this game. Where I was thinking, oh, my God, this guy, something fueled him for this game. I don't know whether it was because we needed that last game to just really kind of ground us a little bit more or, or you know, re-kind re of stoke the fire a little bit in the bellies of these players. But Mahomes looked like he was taking this game by the scruff of the neck and he was he was not leaving Tampa without a W. Yeah, I think that Super Bowl might have left a sour taste in his mouth. Maybe I think it might have. <laughs> yeah, because like we've talked about that Super Bowl a fair amount, and it's like I'm kind of glad that we've won that game now. And this Super Bowl, that Super Bowl can kind of be put to bed now, laid to yeah. rest a little bit. Those demons are gone. Well, mostly gone anyway. Yeah. But I think we've said before that the, everyone on the Chiefs played quite badly that night, except him. Yeah. He was generally very good running for his life, but ultimately he played very well and was stupidly unlucky only to be a part of an offense only scored nine points that night. Yeah, But you can tell it obviously hurt his pride and you'd expect it to hurt any player's uh, pride and any player that's had that done to them next time they face that same opponent, you want the backlash, you want the revenge game. But we know that pissed off Pat is better than any other athlete on this earth. Like there's, there's, there's something about that guy that it's quite, I, I, don't, I don't know the best way to describe it, but it's almost kind of like psychopathic. Like how he becomes or how he gets when a he's slighted 
or B when someone beats him. Like mm. there's, there's there's no such thing as like getting Pat twice. You can't get him twice. De- no. Defenses can't get him twice. Offensive um, uh, other teams can't get him twice. Like media guys can't get him twice. There's there's, there's like <laughs> there's nothing you can do to Mahomes twice over because yeah. the guy's just too uh, too smart and too goddamn petty to let it happen to him again. Yeah. He learns from it, doesn't he? He, he learns does, from yeah. yeah. Whatever's like, wronged him before, he learns from it and uses it. And- yeah, they, exactly. Like, if you wanted a definition of someone learning by their mistakes, it, like, Patrick Mahomes is, like, there. He, he, he is, <laughs> like, he is him. Here is the perfect example of it. Yeah. And... Obviously, there was that. That I, I don't know if he read it or not. I, I like to think he didn't, but then again, he does see a lot on social. There Are was talking that about the KC Star article, that stupid yeah. <laughs> publication in the start. And can I, I just say I that that, pro- that that was an opinion, and they did put opinion, but the way they led with the the title, I thought, yeah. oh god, there's a lot of people going to be like really berating them for that. Um, yeah, and and as, as someone whose literal job is to catch clicks by a headline that is literally is my job every single day for arrowhead pride i completely understand why they done it because they want the clicks like (laughs) that's what they're their business they want the clicks yeah and this the star will i think i feel like will be okay regardless Mm. yeah they're going to take the short-term heat for it and rightly so they did but they wanted the clicks and you just have to imagine that pat mahomes he saw that. He must have seen, he must have been tagged in it. And we know he's pretty hot on social. He must have seen he's obviously taken digs before at PFF yeah. and all that. Like, he must have seen that. And I just reckon that probably just added fuel to the fire. So when it comes to Tampa Bay, they, they could have had like Lawrence Taylor. They could have had like all these great <laughs> defenders from, from history. They could have had Richard Sherman, Ed Reed, Ray Lewis, Lawrence Taylor in, uh, on the field. They could have had like Willie Nanier. They could have all of these players in their absolute peak. And Mahomes would have done the exact same to them on <laughs> Sunday night as he did to, yes. to Tampa Bay. They were, it, was, it was just, it, it got game time. The first drive happened after the uh, after the um, turnover mm. and they went, what, 20 yards and scored like basically immediately. And then there was that second drive when they thought they sacked him and he got the ball out to uh, Juju Smith-Schuster. Yeah. With, like, that was an improbable throw. And you watch those two first two drives and you're thinking, uh, he's having an over my dead body type of game. And, and the Bucks are f***ed. <laughs> Basically, that's what, there's, sort the of the quack. Quack. there's the quack. <laughs> the duck is back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you're right. It, it really was. It was very much fueled by uh, a lot of things. I think it wasn't just one thing in particular. But I think, I think you're right. The previous, obviously, the Super Bowl was one thing. But um, Brittany did did actually see that article because she because she actually retweeted it. So oh, did she? she's probably had a flea in his ear as well, telling him you yeah. better destroy this next team. Who's the next team? Oh, it's Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. Yeah. <laughs> and obviously Shaq Barrett didn't help. Like he didn't Ooh, help his team. Oh yeah. Either. I don't yeah. know. Had he had he said did we mention that on last week's show? I don't think he'd said it by the time we recorded last week. He didn't say um, it by then. What what an unbelievably stupid thing to say. <laughs> what an idiot. Oh, what a loser. I just the coming out party of the Buccaneers. Yeah, I just don't get why you'd want to motivate anyone else. Like, like that that offensive line in the Super Bowl was probably the single worst offensive line performance we've ever seen by a Chiefs offensive line. Any offensive line, I think it was just it was it might as well not have been there. And you've got this 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 current offensive line, which a lot of money, a lot of resources has gone into it. Mm. That a lot of people feel like are one of the best. 
yeah. but just come off like two games where they were pretty bad. And so they're already annoyed, mm. already coming off two games. They've probably already been challenged by Andy Reid, by Andy Heck to yeah. play better. And then they have this guy come out and say, you're just exactly the same as the worst offensive line <laughs> that's ever played a playoff game. Like, <laughs> come on. What are you doing? Is he available this week for a bit of a team talk before the race? <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> that would be great if he could do that. <laughs> All we need is like John Gruden to come back and start talking about the bus again. And then that's it. Yeah. It's over. Well, that's it. Yeah. But also, I mean, look, we, we saw what happened last season where they started dancing on the on the, the Arrowhead logo. Yeah. Uh, you know, the Raiders. I know we're going to get onto them later, but that was fuel straight away. The, the, yeah. the Chiefs just came out and just destroyed them after that. Yeah. So, yeah, you're right. And trying to get... The, Trying to get away from um, not angering Mahomes is probably the the number one thing to do for any team going into You need into to it. like kill him with kindness, don't you? Yeah, just he's actually just... brilliant. There's nobody yeah. else can be like him, and he kind of like settle him down a little bit, you know. <laughs> like when if he's an away team, put some like roses or quality street on his <laughs> on, on his on his chair for him. Leave him a little note saying good luck tonight, Patrick. Yeah, we love you. See you out there. You need to get his guard down a little bit. That's what you need to do to Pat. You can't you you can't try and rile Pat because it just won't work. Kill him with kindness. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> the new tactic. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, Mahomes. I mean, he used eight receivers in this game. Eight. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there, there's some of them that had like one yard and stuff, but you know, still he still used the eight. It's still eight. eight. Exactly, he still used them. Um, obviously, Kelsey had another blinding game again. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Kelsey and Mahomes are just—it's just a, a beautiful duo. It's beautiful. Honestly, player. at one point, I thought Kelsey was going to be on for like twenty catches. Yeah, because like the, the first <laughs> then, quarter yeah. was just ridiculous. It was just a Kelsey show. Yeah, it was as great as Mahomes was. Kelsey was just like because he was another one that like had a really bad Super Bowl. Like he got destroyed by Devin White and mm. uh, David in that Super Bowl. So I think he felt like he also had unfinished business against that team. And for him to like the very first touchdown, him to get that little shake and shake and bake on uh, on Devin White and then escape him and then and then have that another little shake and bake to bypass defenders to score and that leap as well. I got a message for all of them, right? Shake and bike. What does that do? Does that blow your mind? I wanted to give a shout out actually to the uh, the Chiefs run game because uh, this was really good. I, I I don't know if this was uh, something that it was by design before the game or whether they just came up with it, but the one-two punch combo with CEH and Pacheco mm-hmm. just seemed to work, didn't it? And I saw like, the uh, the tweets afterwards about uh, Pacheco runs like he's, and then there's like a fill they, they fill things in afterwards. Have you seen Have you mm-hmm. seen all of those? Yeah, um, like he's a madman possessed or something. Um, Pacheco was brilliant, really good. I think he had yeah. something like 5.9 yards per carry or something like that, I think it was. And, and you know, CEH was equally as good, obviously. Um, and we've got to talk about that touchdown pass that uh, he caught from Patrick Mahomes, um, which, I mean, the whole internet just exploded when Mahomes did his little spin, little pirouette yeah. and a little just dink over the top, like he was playing basketball, completely different sport to everybody. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and yeah, CEH was there. Yeah, he had a drop. Later on, didn't he? Which was a gimme. That was a gimme. That one wasn't it? Where mm-hmm. um, he, I think he threw it out to the flats or something. That was a TD as well. Yeah, he was on for one, wasn't he? And he just he knew then, but you can't knock him really for everything he did in this game already. Um, mm-hmm. And like I said, the one-two punch just seemed to really work against this defense. This number one rated defense. 
Yeah, Thomas Jones and Jamal Charles all over again. Shall we yeah, say? it was brilliant. <laughs> I loved it. So I, I just I wanted to give him a shout out. I don't think they'd be as good as them two because them, them two together were ridiculous for oh, that one no. season in 2010. Oh. Um, no, I, I really enjoyed watching Pacheco run on Sunday. Um, it, I, I can't believe he only averaged 5.9 because it seemed to me like every single time he ran ran the ball, he got at least eight or nine. He looked yards. angry, didn't like, he? <laughs> he, he? I felt like he got tackled or started being tackled at the three-yard line. Yeah. And then every single time he was just dragging defenders with him. Like <laughs> yeah. He is an unbelievably strong man. And we've got someone there that we can just literally just put the ball in his belly and just go. Like if he wants to go in a straight line, he can. And at the same time, he also can like throwing a juke, throwing a move, like have that mm. one cut and get further up the field. I think it's a really interesting position that the Chiefs are in now offensively because they've got an offensive line that clearly love run blocking. Like yes. you can just tell that they all enjoy it. All, all five of them are like in their element, especially Orlando Brown, who mm. does struggle in the pass game, but when it gets to a run blocking, you can tell they really enjoy it. And they've got now these two backs that are confident behind the offensive line will run behind the offensive line and will put their shoulders into the back of their offensive line and just drive, drive, drive. Mm. And I'm more than happy for the offensive linemen to come in behind them and help them push them on. Because that, that's what we're seeing with the Chiefs. We're seeing these the, these quick runs. Like there was one run from Clyde Ebersolaire where he shot the gap and he, he mm. got a few yards. But we're also seeing the real, real physical runs. And if this Chiefs team can start imposing themselves physically on the defensive line, and the linebackers of the uh, of the opposition to, of the opposition, then God knows what that's going to do for the pass game because oh, yeah. they're going to just have to continue to commit defenders to the run game if they're going to slash teams for what was it five point five yards per per run on, on Sunday if they keep that up every week Mahomes is going to be unstoppable yeah like because the situations the Chiefs are going to be in offensively are going to be so favourable. It won't matter that there's not a Tyreek Hill there. It won't matter that they haven't got a true number one wide receiver mm. because the def- defence is just going to be too tired and mm. too worn out to, to cope. There's not going to be enough guys to possibly stop all of these options. And so, like, yeah, you want the run game to be a like a complementary piece to Mahomes. But if it can be this, then it is like a true complementary piece. It's not just running for the sake of running the football. Mm. It is running with purpose, running to score. And Sunday was probably the best version of the Chiefs offense that we've seen in years. It was because very- it was so because it was balanced, yeah. but it was effective. It wasn't just, oh, we're running the football to keep them on the toes. Like if they wanted to, they could have ran the ball down the Bucks throat all night because they were imposing their will so much against them. It evened it out, didn't it? Like you said, the, the running game evened it out, and it was it was complementary to the to the, mm-hmm. to the pass game. And we said that so many times on this podcast, where you've got to keep the defense honest. You've got yeah. to make sure that you know. But my problem is with the Chiefs is when they run the football and it's like not with a purpose, yeah. And it's just the the the, 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 the single small purpose of it is just to keep them guessing. Yeah. You, you, there's no point running the football if it's not working. If, you, if you're running the ball and the defensive line is shining it down every play, you might as well just give the ball to Pat and let him throw mm. 45 times a game. Just, I'd much rather that. But if you're getting yourself into a situation like Sunday where the offensive line is winning every single snap, where the, where the two running backs are getting five yards, uh, taking defenders with them every single snap, then absolutely carry on doing it. You'd be mad not to continue doing it. It's similar to me that... Uh, when I look at the, you know, like the way the Browns use their run game. Yeah, okay, the passing game's not great, but the run game that they've got, the, the Chubb and, and Kareem Hunt, they have that one-two punch, don't they? 
And it's nice to know that we've got something in something like that bubbling already with this game because uh, CEH and Pacheco, very tough running uh, players as well. But also, like you said, Pacheco has got the speed and he's got the jugability and stuff. Um, so I like that addition. I like I like what the Chiefs tried in this game, and I want to see that again in the in the game against the Raiders. Um, yeah, see, I don't think we're going to ever be like the Browns because the Browns are like a true run first offense. Yeah, that's what and, I mean. Yeah, yeah. And it'd be interesting to see what they're like when Deshaun Watson is back, and to see if they do decide to take the ball out of Nick Chubb's and Kareem Hunt's hand again. Yeah. But whilst they've got Jacoby Brissett at quarterback, they're going to continue to run run the football as they do, mm. and it and it works for them. Obviously, at times it can be it can be limited, but more often than not, it is their, their ground game is very good. The yeah. Chiefs will never be the Browns, though. They are always going to be a Mahomes first offense, and they absolutely should. Yeah, you've got you've got a player like Mahomes; he should be throwing passes. Mm. But when you do choose to run, the important thing is that is that it is effective. And that's exactly what we saw on Sunday night, like a, a stupidly high quality run game from the Chiefs. It was it was wonderful to watch. On the flip side of it, um, the Bucks run game just could not get started. Could exactly. They? And they, <laughs> completely they, they, get, shut down. They, they're a perfect example of why like, you don't run for the sake of like they mm. were running the football and the Chiefs were just shutting it down. Like Leonard Fournette, who had a pretty good Super Bowl against us, was ineffective on Sunday night. Like three carries for minus three, exactly ten carries for <laughs> minus three. Like, and at one point, they Brady just said, and the Bucks just said, "There's no point. Yeah. There is no point running this football because all we're doing is we're running on first down. The Chiefs are stuffing them in the backfield, and then actually, you know, it's second and long. Yeah, so they know the pass is coming in second and long and third and long anyway. So the Bucks saw it as we might as well just put the ball in the hands of the greatest quarterback of all time, as yeah. opposed to trying to force feed this this running back against these monsters up front for the Chiefs because for whatever reason a, a team that's really struggled against the run traditionally has all of a sudden become like a ridiculously good run defense and if you can make a team one dimensional is when that's what the Chiefs done they forced Tampa Bay to abandon the run and become a pass first offense it does make it a hell of a lot easier it certainly does and uh, the Chiefs defense really did kind of unsettled Brady quite a bit in this game, I think. Mm-hmm. That's what I felt. And I mean, yeah, great Brady got some really good yards and he really kind of brought the fight to it. But this Chiefs defense just seemed to just bring something else, something different each time that yeah. really kept, kind of kept Brady on his toes a bit more. I mean, Sneed, Sneed has been absolutely fantastic this year mm-hmm. already. Um, you know, dialing him up in the blitz um, and, and just, he flies in. He comes in at such a pace, mm-hmm. um, but he 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 does have that ability to really hit quarterbacks. Um, I mean, he came around uh, and took Brady's arm. I think he did take him by the arm or something mm-hmm. like that, and, and and smack it down. It was almost like almost like Tambahali style, wasn't it? Where it was yeah. just like a bit of a chop on it or something, you know. Um, really good play. Um, and I want to give a good shout out to Bolton as well because Bolton's just been that player that nobody really seems to talk about. But when you look at his numbers, yeah. He's been phenomenal. He's just been th- that leader that we need at linebacker that, that has just really helped as well in, in actually plugging those gaps in the in, you know in the run D. And it does help that when your best defensive player is having the best season of his career today. Yeah. Like despite gobbing off last week to Matt Ryan and costing the Chiefs a game, Chris oh, Jones has God, been. Yeah. He has been ridiculous so far this season. He was very quiet this week, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah, I know. Because him and Brady have history, don't they? Yeah, they, they do. They have yeah. big history. Um, dating all the way back to that AFC Championship game in 2018. Yeah. Um, oh, God, roughing the passer. 
Ah, yeah, and then do you remember the, the following year when they played in New England? Yeah, and Jones and Brady were properly going at it. Yeah, um, yeah so they they have history. So when obviously he, he did he sack him or was it when he recovered the fumble that Snead caused? Yeah, um, he didn't say a word to Brady, and so, so someone must have said something to to Chris Jones <laughs> in the week because it obviously he did got an electric. It, Tag on it or something like that to zap him every time. <laughs> yeah, and don't to be fair it, to Chris, Jones, it, he wasn't like the only reason why the Chiefs lost to the Colts. Obviously, he was the last reason why we lost to the Colts because we had them off the field. We we were punning, we were getting the ball back. Yeah, but he was certainly not the only reason. But he obviously learned from it, and I don't think he's going to be drawing off as much as he has in the past. And if he's not going to draw off after sacking Tom Brady then I think he might just be like he might just become like this timid silent assassin type uh, player from here on out but Do you know, uh, the same thing happened to Kelsey do you remember when Kelsey threw uh was it he, did he throw a flag or something or throw his towel or something like at that the as ref, a flag, yeah. at a ref do yeah. you remember that yeah. never since then he's been like the golden boy <laughs> he's not really kind of caused anything or anything yeah he used to be a bit of a dick on the field didn't he He was wasn't he and now he's like just so chills you know he's he takes it all in his stride and if anything happens he just walks off the field has a few words with himself comes back on later on he used to be that player he used to be like what chris jones was like mouthing off and doing you know all sorts of hand yeah. gestures and stuff to, <laughs> to, do, you, do you reckon yeah. they've just matured and become that grown up a little bit more grown up probably i think that might be might or do be you some... reckon their wallets got threatened <laughs> that's more likely <laughs> probably yeah it probably yeah. is that but i think chris jones might just take a bit more um out of what actually happened i mean because yeah we said that it wasn't the only thing that kind of ruined the game in mm. the colts but it was a big thing that happened in that game yeah. against the colts and I think he's really going to learn from that. That that was one of those big moments where he's. I think I think he just thought, right, I'm just going to get my head in the game and I'm just going to yeah, go for it here. So, down. like you said, he could be that new silent assassin, like Kelsey. Well, speaking of silent assassins, do you know which Chiefs defender is currently ninth in pass rush win rate? I'd go Sneed. Nope, Slovakia with the Saki. Furious no George. way. Yeah. Furious George. Yeah, Persef Wilder uh, uh, of ESPN. Uh, wow. Furious George, he ranks ninth in pass rush win rate. So he's not getting the sacks, but he is destroying offensive linemen one out of every four snaps. That's brilliant. Yeah. That maybe, maybe that is the reason, well, one of the reasons why the Chiefs defensive line is playing so well. The fact that Chris Jones in the middle is is just winning it on it seems like on an every other snap basis at the moment. Frank Clark is very good against the run. We know he is very, very good against the run. Yeah. And you've got this other guy in Carl Aftus, who in the part in the passing downs is winning one out of every four, which is which is a very high rate, by the way, to win yeah. one every four. And so yeah, maybe that's the reason why his Chiefs defensive line, which we were all worried about two months ago, um, suddenly looks like one of the strong points of the team. Yeah, um, you mentioned Frank Clark there, and I, I, I did have a note down here saying that he was totally ineffective. But no, that's he's probably not. not right to say. What I mean was, is totally ineffective in actually trying to actually get a sack. But the run, you're quite right in what you're saying. In the uh, in stopping the run, he is really kind of up there, isn't he? Where he manages mm. to set the edge and everything. You can't and, run against Frank Clark. You can't. No, like you can't. It, to be fair, it's probably far too much money to be playing a guy 
uh, paying a guy that much money to just be an excellent edge run defender. He should be a lane but, bucket. <laughs> yeah, okay. But if the key to beating the Chiefs is as supposedly establishing the run, keeping the offense off the field, if you've got a run defender on one side that mm. stops that and puts puts the opposing quarterbacks in less favorable situations, then it's probably worth the money. And and obviously you've got all the intangibles which people talk about, uh, Frank Clark and his leadership and stuff. And he's apparently being a very good mentor to Carl After. So he he's he's proving his worth currently, even though we don't see it in the stat sheet, we don't see it in sacks. Like we're not seeing it with Carl Afters either. He's not got a single sack yet either, I don't think. So we've not seen we've not seen it in the sack sheet with with Carl Afters or Frank Clark. Yeah. They clearly must be doing something, right? Because the Chiefs are so high, doing so so very well in terms of quarterback pressures. That can't just all be Chris Jones. That has to be the other guys that are helping out there too. Yeah. Um, just before we hit the break, I wanted to uh, really kind of welcome into the kingdom uh, Matthew Wright <laughs> because his kicking was brilliant. Yeah, It was completely the opposite of what we saw from Amandola in the last game. Mm-hmm. Um, he just seemed to be part of this this team that just, yeah, he was knocking in, you know, extra points and failed goals, no problem. Um, really Really pleased with the way he, uh, he kind of settled in straight away. I suppose he had to after seeing what happened to the other guy. Um, so, yeah, welcome to the kingdom, Matthew Wright. Uh, we're, we're glad to have you. <laughs> we need to, before we get off, we need to talk about this, not get off, get on to the, the Raiders game in the break. We need to talk about this this touchdown play by Mahomes, by the way. Because like, <laughs> we, talked, we touched it. on it briefly, and then you moved on to talking about Pacheco and Clyde Edwards-Alaire. I and I did wonder why, why you were segueing away from it. But um, <laughs> I, I was annoyed with myself, right? Because I didn't watch this game live. I admit, so I, I didn't watch it. Live. Do you know? I thought it was quiet on the chat. Yeah, yeah, I didn't watch it. Tom live. I, I, actually, I got I got up at three o'clock in the morning and watched it. I didn't plan to get up at three anymore. I planned to get up at five o'clock in the morning and watch it before I had to take the kids to school. Yeah, um, but I woke up at three and I knew the game was going on at that time, mm. and I just couldn't sleep knowing that the game was going on. So I went back to the very start and I watched it as if it was live. So mm. I still watched. I still watched the entire broadcast. I got yeah. to skip a few of the adverts commercials, so that was kind of cool. So you probably caught up with us. Yeah, yeah. So I think I've done. I think I've done the whole game in like an hour. <laughs> so, so I got to, I got to watch the the full ball, full broadcast still, but I was really annoyed with myself when Mahomes threw that touchdown because I just wanted to be on social media at that point. Reaction, yeah. I I just did. <laughs> Because I, I, I don't get me wrong. As soon as the game ended, my phone come out. I'm sitting on Twitter at half five in the morning in my bed, like scrolling, <laughs> searching Patrick Mahomes on Twitter, and and the reaction I saw on social was exactly what I expected. Like that particular play, I don't remember anyone doing something like that before like it was the audacity like so he he beats the first two defenders like he runs away from the edge rusher yeah. and then he spins to Evan White but it was just the way that he pulled up literally that he looks like he's going to run and he yeah. pulled up he looked like you know like James Harden or uh, Luka Doncic just like making a quick step back step back free like he was like everyone thought he was committed to the run and like yeah. you can see you can look at the fans on on the sideline when you look at replays the Bucks fans are thinking, right, Mahomes is about to get lit up here. Could have you can tell nailed. how excited they were <laughs> to see Mahomes get like just get destroyed yeah. by these on-rushing defenders. But it's just the way that he just keep, always keeps his eyes downfield and then pulls up, gives it that little toe drag swag, and just 
flicks the ball out like just literally. a flick of the wrist no technique it. there whatsoever <laughs> he looked like salt bay <laughs> just, 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 just the way he just flicked the ball but it just no other quarterback can do that literally yeah. none you wouldn't do that if we were having a muck around in the garden yeah, you, no. you wouldn't be because you, you'd see an opportunity to lower your shoulder and hit your mates. Let's be honest, but, but yeah, without the but, ball, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's just the that like no one does stuff like he does, and the, the, this is the amazing thing about Patrick Mahomes is that we're here what now in year six or his true year five, yeah, and he still does stuff that we've not seen before. Mm. And it just like, we're thinking now we've got what, 15, 10 to 15 years at least of this quarterback, this player, we hope. And what else is he going to do? Mm. Like, it's almost like technology. We don't know how far technology will go and what what's p- possible in this world. Like, if you told me when I was in school, I'd be walking around with a calculator in my pocket, I would have been amazed. Yeah. So, you know, do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So we don't, we don't know how far this, this is going to go with Patrick Mahomes. Mm. Like what is going to be the next like big, amazing wow thing that he does? Because we thought he'd done it all. We'd seen the left-handed passes. We'd seen like the horizontal passes. Need to be the back. Passes. That's what we need. We him try the behind the back passes yeah. in practice. And then he just does, does this on Sunday night against that defense in that stadium, like literally what, 20 months after he got destroyed in that stadium yeah. as well. Like just that guy, it just ceases to amaze me every single week. You know, and, like, you have to pinch. Like Pat McAfee said the other day, it must be so much, so much fun being a Chiefs fan. Yeah. And he's absolutely right. Yeah. It is like, like even if we don't like, and I'm hoping we do win more Super Bowls, even if we don't win more Super Bowls with Mahomes, we know as Chiefs fans that there is no other fans of any other team that will have as much fun watching football as us in the next 10, 15 years. And as great as that is, it does make me sad a little bit too, knowing that we are currently like at the peak of Chiefs football. Yeah. So when he does eventually hang up his cleats, which we're hoping is decades away, let's be honest, we're hoping he's <laughs> closer to do de- two decades yeah. than it is one decade, right? That when he does hang up his cleats, I might just have to give up on supporting the Chiefs altogether because it's just not going to be. It's just, it's just not going to be as fun. There's ever. a headline for you. Yeah, it's just honestly, it, he's that good that everything after him, it's just there's just, just there's no point to it. We might as well just all give up. Like oh, that's that's just the way I feel about the guy. He's, it says a lot, right? When the NFL Twitter page actually tweets out. Mahal, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> even Brady, even Brady mentioned it on yeah. a tweet yesterday. He's in a tweet yesterday saying, "I'm still trying to work out how Pat flipped that ball." Yeah, like that's Brady saying that. Brady, like the go, the literal go, and I, he is the go. I, I will die on that hill. I, Brady you, is the greatest quarterback, greatest player this game's ever seen, and he is wowed by what Patrick Mahomes is doing. We haven't got a show long enough for me to completely go against all that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll save that for the off season. <laughs> yeah. Five hours special, just Brad ranting in the mic. <laughs> Why Tom Brady isn't the goat? <laughs> he, he absolutely is. But yeah. Right. Anyway, should we take a quick break, mate? We talked yeah. a lot there in that first part. <laughs> uh, right. Yeah. When we come back, we'll be uh, giving you the Arrowhead Pride Power Rankings, and we'll be checking out. The Raiders. 
Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Welcome back to the Great British Chief Show with Brad and Tom. Uh, it's our head pride power rankings time. Uh, this is the part of the show where Tom showcases his work and lets mm-hmm. us know just what's going on in the minds of all the powers that be in our head pride. Where have we ranked everybody in the I mind you, I haven't I haven't put mine down on this, so it's it's clearly not I'm not one of the powers that be in this. No, but... I've invited you every week for the last yeah, you have. four weeks and you've never done it. <laughs> Like you are literally in the same chat as everyone else where yes. the message goes into, you just choose to ignore it. <laughs> the only time you ever chuck anything in that chat is when you win money. <laughs> just that guy that pops into the WhatsApp group every now and then. Like, who's this guy? I'm still here guys. <laughs> you know. Um, well, I've got some good news. Yeah. I've got some good news. Power rankings has just been published as we record. And awesome. I can confirm that the part I put in about the North London Derby has stayed in there. So he's definitely not done the power rankings no, then as he is. Like. Absolutely. John is the John Dixon is the person that's edited that one 100 percent because he's left it in there. Good John. And also I left a little snippet in there about Shaq Barrett as well, which I was expecting to be edited out, but fair play. Uh it's been left in there. It's so been left yeah, in is it? It's been left in there. So yeah head to rankings and enjoy it. Um so I guess you want my top five. Yeah top five the, yeah. the AP top five. 
Uh, number five, the Baltimore Ravens, which is, in my opinion, far too high considering how many bl- uh, big leads they've blown recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah blown um, Marcus Peters was absolutely right to be as annoyed as he annoyed as he was. By the way, uh, yeah. with John Harbour and the uh, Ravens defenders, like I still miss Marcus Peters. I'm not going to lie. But um, <laughs> uh, number four, the Green Bay Packers. Welcome back to the top five since first time since week one. Uh, they're going about their business quite quietly again, aren't they? Similar mm. to how they did last year. Um, lost embarrassingly in week one and then just kind of get into a groove and win games. Like, yeah, it wasn't pretty against the Patriots. Like, them taking the Patriots minus their starting quarterback to overtime isn't exactly what you want to see as a Packers fan, mm. but they're winning games. And now they're playing in London this week. And from what I see on social media, London is about to get decorated in green and gold because they yeah. have been waiting a long time for this. They, they are the last team to make an international series trip. Obviously, the international series kicked all the, off all the way back in 2007. So that you're thinking, what, 15 years of games and the Packers are yet to come over. And it's like the last eight, seven, eight years, there have been multiple games every single year and they still haven't come over. So there's a lot of UK Packers fans, a lot of European Packers fans that have been looking forward to this weekend, this day for a long time. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure there's a lot of American Packers fans that are coming over as well to um so london you travel yeah, well. they hadn't a lot of londoners i'm guessing hadn't heard of green bay up until this week by the end of the week they absolutely will have heard <laughs> of green bay because yeah that that tottenham stadium is being taken over i can guarantee yeah. that uh number three us kansas city chiefs okay number three i actually had us two but yeah i think i would have had us two yeah yeah powers of b had, had had us at three um you know, I, I just feel like we were more convincing at the weekend than the Bills. Yeah. Uh, the Bills, number two, I mean, they beat the Ravens. Like, the Ravens made it really easy for them in the last minute. But I it, can't agree with that. I, 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 I've I, got to put KC at, tw- at two and the Bills at three. I mean, yeah. I, I really need to get involved in this, don't I? I need to yeah. get me, me finger out my backside and, and get involved in this, to, just yeah. to swear the voting a little bit more. Well, just do what you've heard of control and C, right? Just control and C mine and control and V on yours. Job done. There we go. That's, Fair enough. Yeah. We're, we're gonna. Oh, we're just gonna hack. We're gonna hack the rankings. Or what hack I the should algorithm. Do, what we should do is that maybe I should just fix the whole thing and just like rank the bills like thirty second next week, so they yeah. have to drop. <laughs> That's what I do. <laughs> I'm just going to fix it now from here on out so the Chiefs are number one every single week. <laughs> the Homers are in town, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> oh, please don't listen to this. All right, um, and number one, the Philadelphia Eagles. Like They had a scare yeah. early on. It looked like the Jaguars was going to do the business on them, but the, the Philly are just a good team. And yeah, you can say they've not played many teams, but they're disposing of every team quite comfortably. What, they went 14-0 down against the Jags. Two quarters later, they're like, 15 points up against them. It's just, it's, it's, it's easy for the Eagles at the moment. Uh, they've got a lot of good uh, skill position players. The Jags are surprising line, a minute. Though, aren't they? Sorry? The Jags are really surprising at the minute as well. Yeah, they're playing really well. Yeah. Um, it's kind of annoying the Jags are playing well because, like, I always convinced that they were going to kind of be like our gimme, one of our gimme games. Yeah. Do you remember when we looked at the schedule a few weeks ago? Mm. We looked like the Vaunted, like, first eight games and you're thinking, oh, look at all those hard games in there. Yeah. And then you had this stretch with like the Seahawks and the Jags and you <laughs> and you're thinking, oh, they're, they're, there's our guaranteed wins. And like yeah. all of a sudden you've got Geno Smith putting up 48 points, and then you've got the Jags beating the Chargers 38-10 and taking the best team in the NFL for for quite an uncomfortable ride as well in the first quarter of this week. So yeah, yeah. The, the Jags won't be a gimme. I fully expect the Chiefs to beat the Jags because 
the Chiefs are a superior team. But Doug Peterson certainly doing something right in Jacksonville. And their, their, their turnaround is beginning in that city. And that they look like they're going to be a good team in years to come. Yeah, they don't look like walkovers at the moment, that's for sure. No. Um, right. This is it, mate. Turn of the week five champions, <laughs> the Raiders. Uh, they play the Chiefs at Arrowhead in, well, I've got to check my notes. Uh, another week five clash, believe it or not. Wow. <laughs> We're here again. So the week five champions rolling in for week five against the Chiefs. This is going to be one of those games that we were just saying before about Mahomes, wasn't it? Where he was just like, right, he, he has a chip on his shoulder about the Raiders. I mean, he always gets fired up for these Raiders games anyway, but. I think the fact that it's week five, they're coming arrowhead again. I think it's it's going to flood back all those memories of that, you know, that bus party going around the, you know, doing the lap of honor around arrowhead. I think Mahomes is going to be playing lights out again in this, uh, and he's going to get the whole team's going to be fired up for this as well. Even though the team's completely changed from from the last time that they played, um, you know, and and won the week five championship, but. Yeah, I think the Chiefs are going to be in for uh, in for this and and really kind of make this a demolition. No kidding, Chiefs Kingdom. Brad got that excited then about beating the uh, the potentially beating the Raiders because he hates the Raiders. That he knocked his mic over as he was talking. I did, yeah. <laughs> so you, I don't know if you heard. I caught the it. Fud. I don't know if you heard the Fud Chiefs Kingdom, but he caught his mic. But he got <laughs> he got that excited about the Chiefs beating like his own lookalike Derek Carr. <laughs> on, on Monday Night Football that he he knocked his mic over. So I've got a stat here about Patrick Mahomes in primetime. So in his last 17 primetime games, Patrick Mahomes is 15 and 2. What? 15 and 2 in his last 17 primetime games. So if that's a season worth of stats, he's thrown 4,800 yards, 38 touchdowns, and nine interceptions. And that's that is prime time games and one thing we know about prime time games they're meant to be close games that's the idea mm. of them yeah. they're meant to schedule in close games like the outlier from the last few seasons is for whatever reason they decided to put the new york giants versus kansas city chiefs on prime time last year i still don't understand that decision but in general the idea is that you get a close game patrick mahomes doesn't do close prime time games no. for whatever reason and when it, the lights come on whether it's on the road or an hour ahead, especially against the Raiders as well. There's something that happens with Patrick Mahomes and this offense. There's something that happens with Derek Carr in the stadium full stop. Yeah, he got lucky once, but they got lucky. They they wrote they wrote a song about it and drove a bus <laughs> around the stadium. Hail to the bus driver, bus driver, bus driver. Hail to the bus driver, bus driver. You've got little old ladies sitting in Vegas on their slot machines. Do you remember that day when Derek Carr outplayed Patrick Mahomes? Oh, it was a beautiful day. <laughs> uh, Where'd that come from? I don't know. This podcast is getting worse. It's getting worse. Like, 
earlier today I was talking about Travis Kelsey being the reason why the Chiefs lose games because he dances in the end zone. Now, <laughs> now I'm doing impressions of old ladies on slot machines. Slot machines um, in Vegas. What the yeah. hell? I, I I don't know where I'm going. I've only had one beer tonight as well. Uh, it's, it's, I tell you, it's that it's that throw. It's that throw on Monday on yeah. Sunday night. It's just done things to me. It's that, made that me throw upset. that he did. Yeah, it's it, it's that throw and Arsenal beating Spurs. It's just quite like my my brain is like I am like a puppy at the moment. It's got your giddy, too, isn't it? I'm too excited about sport at the moment. So <laughs> when I talk about sport, my brain just turns to mush. Yeah, um, well, I'm I'm knocking over mics. Exactly. Yeah. What is this team doing to us? But no, the, 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 um, the Raiders are coming into town and the Raiders have come off, a, let's be fair, a good win against the Broncos. Like It was division, expected though. But divisional wins are hard to come by for mm. AFC West teams. We know this because like our record against them is, is ridiculous. Yeah. But like the Broncos, like that was a must win game for the Raiders. They, if they, I, mm. I think they're out of, playoff contention anyway because they're going to need such a run in this last four 13 games anyway to to stand a chance yeah but it had they lost on sunday and lost a divisional game and gone to own four their season would have been well and truly over yeah right. they might maybe because of the 17th game because of the seven playoff teams stand a small chance they're like they've given themselves a puncher's chance to make the playoffs mm. But a loss on Sunday would have just been completely damaging. And I do appreciate the way that the, the Raiders went about their business. I actually watched this game before we come on air. Damn, I, quick, yeah. I quickly watched the game. Mm. And it was clear that Josh McDaniels had a plan. And the, the plan for the Raiders' offense was to run the football. Mm-hmm. And they ran the football very, very well. And then relied on Carr to take the easy yards in the pass game. Like It was, yeah. it was a typical Josh McDaniels in New England type of offense do you know what i'm so glad you said that because i was thinking the same i thought no that's a crazy take but no i'm glad i'm so glad you said that it was almost like vintage patriots-esque style of play wasn't it and i'm not saying that we're not saying oh this is our Derek carr is on tom brady's level no he can't execute to that level maybe the type of things that he was being asked to do yeah was and the way the, the offense was rolling for for the raiders i just looked at it and i thought this is just like mid two mid two mid two thousand and tens Patriots, yeah, where they just have a, some running backs in, uh, establish the running backs, and then let let Derek Hoss, like, who Tom Brady and that say take the easy throws and beat them over the top. And um, do you think they, he's just to, cracked open the the New England? He's blown the dust off, yeah, uh, off, his, off the playbook from New England, blown it, just scrubbed out the name Patriots. Yeah, and yeah. just stuck another little sticker over with like you know some pirate with a shield on it, you know. Yeah, yeah. Just stuck it over it and thought, right, there's our new playbook, lads. And then like in the inside cover page, there's like a love heart with Tom Brady's face inside <laughs> of it. <laughs> <laughs> inside. And it's all torn up now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, yeah. Maybe, maybe he just draw. Instead of like scrubbing out Tom Brady, he just put like guy liner, guy liner <laughs> under the eyes to pretend he's Derek Carr. <laughs> I tell you, this podcast is getting worse. It's getting, it's getting worse. worse. I'm only on water. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but what they ran for over 200 yards against the Broncos, which yeah. is impressive because the Broncos' strength is meant to be in in their defense, and um, they ran b- between the tackles well, especially Josh Jacobs. Um, obviously, two months ago. He was starting, I think it was, uh, he started the Hall of Fame game, didn't he? he did, and when he started yeah. the Hall of Fame game, it was like, why is Josh Jacobs playing the Hall of Fame game? Like, 
starters aren't meant to be playing the Hall of Fame game. The Hall of Fame game is meant to be for like reserves or mm. I don't know, cheerleaders, stick them in a the uniform or anyone <laughs> like that. Just stick, stick anyone in the uniform and let them play the Hall of Fame game. <laughs> but Josh Jacobs played that. So there was a lot of question marks about him. Obviously, I think they had Kenyon Drake and then they re- did they release mm. him? I think so, um, yeah. But he seems to be the guy now. He is there. He's their number one back and he ran really well. He ran really angry as well. He did. Really angry. Like there was one run, it was a touchdown run that he had. And he, all he did was a, 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 a one cut move and then got up into the second level. And there was a safety to come down. I can't remember what safety it was. It wasn't Justin Simmons. It was the other one for the Broncos. He come down yeah. and the, the guy looked like the safety. He had like all of the leverage come through. And Josh Jacobs just like ran through him. Like, mm. like he wasn't there, just went straight through him and took them both into the end zone. And it's that type of run which a defense has to respect. It's the type of run that the Buccaneers could not get going on Sunday night. And there was clear, there was a clear plan from the Raiders that they were going to establish to run, and they were going to run, 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 run to set up the pass. You even had Derek Carr running mm. on on Sunday. On Sunday he looks funny running, doesn't he? Derek Sorry? Carr. He, look, he, looks, he always looks a bit funny running for me. Yeah, Derek he looks Carr. like he's not meant to be running. No, he's not, no. Um, but but is that, I suppose that's that's kind of like the unexpected thing. Like, like teams still get shocked when Patrick Mahomes runs the ball. We know that Mahomes can run the ball. Yeah. But teams still look surprised at it when it happens. Like, <laughs> yeah. that guy can run? Like, he's not, he's he not the run as well. He's not Josh Allen. <laughs> and um, maybe maybe that's what they're going to expect maybe from Derek Carr now, a little bit more, maybe a little bit more mobility just without the fumbling into the back of the end zone and the touchbacks. Um, but, yeah, I thought the Raiders played quite well, to be honest, against the Broncos, especially on the offensive side of things. After seeing the, how they played against the Broncos and how the Chiefs played against the Buccaneers defensively, I'm really looking forward to this yeah. because I think the Chiefs defense is going to be too much and it's going to be able to, they're going to be able to shut that game down straight from the start. Right. Yeah, from Josh. We haven't got, Josh Jacobs haven't, got hasn't a... been this consistent though. It, no, it no, it's, yeah, this it's, time. Not just a, it's not just a run game, is it? You've no. got like the, the Raiders problem is Derek Carr. And I still think he's good. Don't tell him that. <laughs> I, I, I still think Derek Carr's good. I just don't think sign him for another ten years. Come on, yeah, he's not top ten. He's he is in the middle of the field, quarterback, maybe pushing that top twelve type of quarterback. But he's not. He's not elite. Let's be yeah. honest, he's not. But they still have plenty of weapons in that Raiders team that they can cause some damage. They have Tay Adams. They have Darren Waller. They have Hunter Renfro. They have Josh Jacobs. They have these guys that are very very good pass catchers and runners of the football that they can cause. Problems. The problem the Chiefs have got is that they haven't got a Patrick Sertain like the Broncos have. Like right. he's already one of the chief, uh, the league's best cornerbacks, and he just followed Tay Adams round on on Sunday night and done an admirable job mm. against him. But it was kind of ineffective in the overall scheme of things because the Raiders were moving the ball on the ground. Mm. So they they do have. Like as much as we want to take the mick out of the Raiders, they do have plenty of ways to move the football. And yeah. I, I don't think this is going to be like previous occasions against the Raiders where we've gone out so early and just blown them out so early on in our head. And did like you know, I remember we had a couple of years ago we had like Derek Gore running <laughs> running for like the whole of the fourth quarter. It's not going to be a game like that. Yeah, I do, I do expect the Raiders to score points. I do, I think on the other side is where the Raiders will have like major problems. Yeah, 
Uh, yeah, clearly Devontae Adams is going to be a handful. Um, he only had nine receptions. He had 101 yards in the last game. He's clearly the number one guy to go for. And and like you said, if Hunter Renfro is back from, is it? They have concussion in the last game, something like that, wasn't it? it unless he's you know hurt his ego or something after that uh, that horrible drop he had in the uh, couple of games prior. Uh, hmm. That might have been the case why he was on the injury list. But um, you're right. There's you know there's Darren Waller. There, there are ways that they can actually. Uh, dial up players and, and 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 win games against you because of the the talent they've got there. But Derek Carr, put it this way, I think the Raiders would be a much more devastating team if they changed their quarterback and kept the players that they've got now. So, is there, are there more quarterbacks in the league that would make them better? So let me let me try and rephrase that. So. Mm. How many callbacks in the league are there that would make them better? How many current starts? So there's 32 stars in the NFL right now. How many of them would make the Raiders better? Or say 31, because obviously Ooh. we can't include Derek Carr. There's got to be at least 12 or 13 quarterbacks that I would probably say would and there's more than that would maybe, be better maybe. for the Raiders maybe. like talent-wise, you know, and and making them would they be better with Jimmy better? G? Oh, I don't know. Because he's going to be available. He is, isn't he? Well, unless unless the 49ers win the Super Bowl this year, he's going to be available next year. Do you reckon Jimmy G could be an option for them over there at Carr? Do you know what, Jimmy G? I don't know what it is about Jimmy G, but he seems to get the job done, doesn't he? Yeah, well, he didn't get the job done against the Broncos a couple of weeks ago. Oh, no, yeah. he didn't, did he? No, he didn't. But you He know, didn't like... get the job done when he was meant to throw Emmanuel Sanders in the Super Bowl. But I, think that, I think the whole reason why they've got rid of Jimmy G or they plan to get rid of Jimmy G was because he, he in fact, could do the he could only do the exact opposite of getting the job done. <laughs> I, I, I don't think you've ever been more wrong about a particular. No, player. <laughs> but if, if he gets to another Super Bowl, surely they must be thinking, well, he must be doing something right. If he gets to another Super Bowl, it's because that 49ers defense is ridiculous. Well, Did you yeah, watch that, that game? Yeah, yeah. Monday night football. Yeah, it was, they it was were same, phenomenal. Yeah. yeah. And like, the Rams are broken. Let's be fair. The Rams are broken. They've got they went all in on their one Super Bowl. They got it, but now they're paying the price for it. Yeah. They they are a bad bad football team right now but that 49ers defense like somewhere else isn't it yeah somewhere else i i like watching carl shanahan teams i do i enjoy the run game i enjoy the defense yeah i, I do like i would kind of like a 49ers chiefs super bowl again on the yeah. line I, I would kind of be okay with that going back to what you say about jimmy g i like jimmy g because he actually does stand up in the pocket a lot a lot more where yeah. Derek carr seems to really really panic Oh, he hates pressure. He like hates if this, it. If, if it's true what everyone's saying in this team, this this Chiefs defense is better again to the quarterback than they have been in the last couple of years. Derek Carr screwed. Yeah, because he cannot handle pressure. Like I've literally been in a stadium with him crying because of the amount of pressure that he's under been under. <laughs> I was there in 2017 or whatever it was, or 2018 when the Seahawks played the uh, Raiders in. Uh, in Wembley oh, Stadium, yeah, Frank, Wembley, yeah. it was Frank Clark and who was that guy we had last year? Jaron Reed. Frank yeah. Clark and Jaron Reed, which is causing havoc for the uh, Raiders offensive line. Soul, didn't yeah, and he was literally on the Wembley turf crying, <laughs> crying. So, <laughs> yeah, if there's a guy that can't handle it, it's certainly Derek Carr. Yeah, but that's where the run game will help them. If they have an effective run game, that will help them. Exactly. And 
their run game on Sunday was impressive. Let's see what they can do. The, the, the Raiders' run game was impressive on Sunday. The Chiefs' run defense was impressive on Sunday. Let's see which one wins out this week. Talking of defenses, Raiders' defense. Who? <laughs> Uh, literally the no-name defense. <laughs> no-name defense. Denzel Perriman, Max Crosby, Chandler Jones. That's it. <laughs> Jonathan Abram, who's crap. Isn't Chandler and Jones injured? I think he played on Sunday, didn't he? Did he? I don't know. He, yeah, he did play on Sunday. Least. Yeah, I, I definitely might saw a, He might have got a knock. I don't know. I definitely saw a highlight. Yeah. But yeah, he's like, what, four or five names on that defense? And one yeah, of them's yeah. one of them. We only know Jonathan Abram's name because he talks so much. But in terms of actual defending, he's pretty dire. So, um, yeah. yeah, I... I I feel like the Chiefs are going to move the ball at will yeah. against this team. I know that the Raiders have had part, like some success in the past against Mahomes and Arrowhead, mm. but I don't see it this weekend. Not not prime time, not Monday night football, not Arrowhead. And Chiefs have an opportunity to go to what four and one in the season yeah. after like a really hard start to the year as well. Got the Bills coming up the following week. No, I, I don't. I don't. I don't foresee the Raiders' defense giving the Chiefs much problems. I shall think, we say? I think Mahomes is going to have his way because uh, there was particularly one play. I think it was the Broncos touchdown uh, where they ran three verticals and they played uh, a tight end through, almost like kind of like on a slant route or mm. something. And all the DBs kind of bit on the on the on the tight end. They mm. jumped forward to, to try and stop the stop the route there and left two or three routes open, the vertical routes wide open. Yeah. And nobody was around the around the touchdown at all from 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 the Raiders. So, you know, I think Kelsey has got into their head a little bit with <laughs> yeah. You know, with that that kind of play where they like literally biting on the fact that yeah, they're yeah. going for a, you know they're going for a tight end, especially with somebody like Kelsey, he's going to be the one that's really going to draw the mm. eyes a little bit more. I think for the DBs. Well, they had first and thirty, didn't they? The Broncos and one one drive yeah. they had first and thirty at their own twenty. First and thirty, three plays later, they scored a touchdown. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> literally three plays later. So yeah. this ball can be moved, and like the Broncos' offense, for whatever reason, just isn't clicking. Um, we I don't know why. Um, maybe Russell Wilson isn't as good as we thought they would he would be, but right. maybe it is the coaching. But the Broncos offense is is no way near the level of the Chiefs offense. No. Um, the week before the Raiders went against the Titans and the Titans moved the ball pretty easily on them. So it's, I, it's I think daft it, penalties as well with the Broncos. That's the that's the thing with them. Yeah, there seems to be daft penalties all the time. You think why are you, why are you doing that? You know, it's yeah. Crazy. I'm sure we're we're talking at length about Russell Wilson's problems, and um, <laughs> we'll get around to it. Let's run when we come around. To, yeah, when we get to that game. But um, yeah, the, this Raiders defense, the no name defense. Yeah, Max Crosby, Chandler Jones might have their way against Orlando Brown and Andrew Wiley every now and then because Orlando Brown, especially, has struggled against the pass mm. um, a couple of times this year. But they get theirs. But Mahomes will get his more often. I have no yeah. worries this weekend. Predictions. I think the Raiders will score points. I do expect them to score points, 24 points maybe for them, uh, 38 for the Chiefs. So, yeah, a nice double-digit win, two-score win for the Chiefs on, on Monday Night Football. And uh, a, sh- a quick shout-out to the Arrowheads Abroad guys who are heading out for, to KC for the for the trip this week. Yeah, I hope everybody who's going on that trip has a great time because yeah. it is phenomenal. I actually heard as well that uh, they're actually going to be having the the van there with the, the taps the beer taps on the side, which we had in 2017, which, uh, man, I was ruined after that. (laughs) So, yeah, best of luck to everybody out in our heads abroad for that. Um, I'm going with um, 41, 
28 to the Chiefs. 41-28. I'm going for a more convincing one. But yeah, I think you're right. I think there's going to be some touchdowns. And I think there's going to be a couple of garbage time touchdowns probably for mm-hmm. the Raiders there. Um, which we seem to like we, we seem to like gift teams a bit of that don't when we go off into a lead. So uh, Yeah, and that's fine. Like that's fine. You mentioned it earlier about Tom Brady getting his and getting all the yards and the Bucks still scoring 31 points, but it didn't matter. No, didn't. The Chiefs the Chiefs had them at arm's length the entire game. It reminded me so much of a game, and sorry to harp on about like yesterday, in 2013, when the Chiefs played the, the Broncos. And this this was like the all-world offense Broncos at the time. Mm. And we played them at mile high. And the Broncos like allowed the Chiefs to move the ball and like score the odd touchdown. But the Broncos were just in control of that game the whole yeah. the whole time. And it was kind of annoying because I remember it being like a late night game, similar to Sunday's. And I'm sitting, I'm sitting up watching this game. It's going on till four o'clock in the morning because the Broncos allowed the Chiefs to be close enough to them to still think it was could have been a game, mm. but it absolutely wasn't a contest. And that's exactly what Sunday were like. They, the Chiefs' defense, yeah, they conceded 31 points, but situationally they were so clever, so spot on. Spagnolo and Andy Reid just they just got it perfect, perfect on Sunday. Yeah, move the ball all you want. But if you're going to move the ball, it's going to take you six or seven minutes. And then we're going to give the ball back to Mahomes and he's going to march straight back up the field and negate what you've just done in the last seven, eight minutes. Defensively, this team are just absolutely on fire and I love it. That previous Broncos uh, team could score when it wanted. And, and the Chiefs are similar in that respect. Yeah. Aren't they? they score yeah, the, when they want. The, this Chiefs team are much more like the, the Broncos of 2013 yeah. than, than any other team. So, yeah, yeah. Phen- phenomenal. Right then. That's all we've got time for this week. Hope you've enjoyed the show. As always, please let us know how you feel about the show and what we're doing right, what we're doing wrong, etc. Because uh, we do read them. We do read all of the uh, all of the comments, good or bad. They're mostly good, which I'm quite happy about, mate. I'm really happy, kind of happy about that. But uh, stick around on the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network for more Chiefs content. And of course, keep up to date with everything Chiefs with daily content on our website, arrowheadpride.com. All that's left to say here is from one kingdom to another, we'll speak to you again soon. First thing in the morning, as soon as you wake up, the to-do list starts. Does the car need gas? Hopefully those leftovers are still good. Why did I get CC'd on home mom? <laughs> no. You can't escape the to-do list, but you can make the most of your me time with a relaxing shower using Method Hair Care products. Try Pure Peace Volumizing, Simply Nourish Moisturizing, or Daily Zen Shampoo and Conditioner for daily use. All formulated with long-lasting fragrances and are safe for color-treated hair. Reconnect with the best version of yourself. Visit methodproducts.com to unleash your inner shower.